beginning, there was baseball. How you doing, Evan? I'm doing good. How are uh, you doing today? Are you doing good? No, I'm actually not. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty pissed off because of what happened last night. Uh, All right, tell I, us what happened. I'm going to. I'm, I'm actually livid because if you're going to go to a baseball game, first off, it's not just getting to the game that's difficult, which is because I live in Westchester, so I usually take an Uber because I'm a crazy person. I don't like trains, so I take an Uber. Um, so we get to the stadium, we eat outside the stadium, and we're all pumped to go in. It's now 6.30. I'm pretty sure they knew by around 6 o'clock that this game was not going to happen or it was going to be played, you know, the next day. A little bit of context. Maybe a few of you might not be from the New York area. Uh, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Yeah, by at, around... at, a, at about 9 o'clock, it's like a plague opened up over New York City. I actually got caught in it. I didn't get a chance to tell you about that, but I was actually outside with an umbrella, yep. and a lot of good that did. <laughs> it, I was soaked oh, no, the, either the, way. The wind, and there were puddles oh, it was, everywhere, it was there the, was flooding. Within and, like 30 seconds, there was an yeah. inch of water on the ground. It, it, was, it was pretty bad. So anyway, we get to the stadium, six, and by the time we get in, it's 6.30. So they scanned our ticket, and I am convinced that the ticket idiots knew when they scanned my ticket that the game was not going to happen. And that they just wanted me to come in for beer and stuff. And that's exactly what happened. I went in, and there were a bunch of other fans there eating their chicken buckets. And one guy said something to me, and I ignored him because I was like, yeah, whatever. The game's going to start soon. And then we turn around, and we see the stupid TV that said the game is moved to tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. So I'm thinking, I have a ticket to this game. When they move it to tomorrow, I'm going to have a ticket to that game. Apparently, that's not the case with the Yankee ticket policy. Um, and I, I don't. Can you explain the policy? Because I don't really understand it's, it's, it. It's extremely and vague. Talked about it's it. extremely vague. Yeah, the thing that we talked about was how the wording that they use is like good for one, good for one scan or whatever they say. Yeah. So exactly, they scanned my ticket, and then when I checked the ticket to go to the next game, it said. Thank you for coming to the game. Hope you enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it because you canceled it and you didn't tell me until I bought $30 worth of beer. Yeah, and so the beer wasn't even cold. <laughs> it was warm bad, beer? Bad that, warm beer. That's worse than not going to the game. Exactly. <laughs> this is the real travesty. You didn't tell me about this part. No, it was terrible because, oh. because I didn't want to get you triggered too. We're both triggered now. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, the policy, I, I, I'm not 100% sure because if it really is only for one scan... How do people get into the day portion of the doubleheader? It can't be right. I think I'm reading something wrong. I don't know. That would that so would if be, one of you yeah. guys wants to, you know, write a comment and tell us what this policy is, that would be great. And if you want to tell, if you want to tell times. Evan that he can't read in the process, I he, apparently can't. He needs to be told that a few times. I, so. I read it a bunch, and I still have no idea what's going on. They called it single admission doubleheader, yeah. but I already had a ticket to that game. Right. Okay, I didn't buy a ticket to the date. I bought a ticket to the game, and the game is still being held on the other day. So I should be able to go to that game. I don't want to go to another game. I want to go to that game. You should have just broke in. Broke in? <laughs> just yeah, you should have just, just, just broke in. And as a matter of fact, just play the game. Just, just be play in there. The <laughs> you were a pitcher. You could do it. Yeah, I, I pitched uh, high to low 60s. Cool. That'll get it done. I mean, throw a knuckleball. I did throw a knuckle. There you go. I didn't knuckle. Uh, well, okay, so you're not doing too great, and I'm not doing too great either. Yeah, what's pissing you off? All right, so what I'm upset about is uh, one Robert Manfred. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know him. So he started off pretty good. He started off pretty good as the commissioner of MLB. One of his first acts was to get rid of the stupid World Series home field advantage uh, tie-in to the All-Star game. Yeah, was, I agree. That it was always sense. one of the dumbest things in the world that an exhibition game where people probably aren't playing 100%. It's not as bad as like the Pro Bowl, but it's still not a game that should dictate home field advantage. So that was a good move. I liked that. Here's what I don't like. I don't like this whole idea that baseball needs to change. Baseball doesn't need to change to cater to new fans. I will say there are some things that I'm okay with baseball changing. Right. I'm okay with condensing the game down to the point where there's little downtime. I'm cool with that. That's a good idea because you know what? You can go to a three and a half hour game that is full of action, full of, you know, start to finish, just a great time. You can go to a two and a half hour game that was just dreary. It has nothing to do with the length of the game. It has to do with the things that happen within the game. So when they make a rule saying, okay, batters have to stay in the batter's box, totally cool with it. No one goes out and like rips their gloves off and spits in their hands and, right. We're looking at you, David Ortiz. Hope you're feeling better. Um, Now, Another thing, you know, the mound visits. Kind of okay with it. Limiting the mound visits. Yeah, why not? Um, I'm okay with pitch clocks. I know some pitchers will probably get affected, but... Steve Traxel back in the day would have been (laughs) affected. How about Josh Beckett? Oh, my goodness. I I really couldn't watch Steve Traxel pitch. He, he, (laughs) He was among one of the most mediocre pitchers, and it took him, on average, four to six hours to finish a game. Something like that. Sometimes and he pitched 10, for the Mets, 11, so you're not 15. watching that anyway. Right, yeah. Nobody did. Um, so, um, okay, so these are things that I'm kind of okay with. Well, you know what I'm not okay with? I am not okay with the fact that the game needs to be shorter. That is not true. That is not a thing. So what did they do last year? They did that whole thing where they're testing it out in the minor leagues where extra innings will start with someone on second base. Awful. Absolutely awful. It better never see the light of day in baseball, in, in MLB. Well, now what are they doing? So now they're introducing a new rule where they are going to allow you to take off for first at any point, at any count, yeah. if the pitcher throws a wild pitch or a pass ball. And yeah, and it doesn't make any sense to me at all because the numbers are going to shift drastically when you change that rule. You don't think there's going to be a lot of people getting to first? There are. Yeah. And it's going to affect the pitcher a lot. And right. so that's not fun for me. I immediately thought two things. First of okay. all, wow, Billy Hamilton now has a chance to be good. That was the first thing I thought. Because, hey, he can steal first now. That was yeah, like the one he's, thing. He's going to get 100 stolen bases a season, <laughs> yeah, dude. People it's going to be used amazing. used to say, well, I mean, yeah, he can steal bases, but you can't steal first. There you go, yep, Billy. Now this one's can. for you. <laughs> well, the other thing is that's just going to extend the game. That's going to do the opposite of what he wants to do. There like you, you said, to your point, people yep. are going to be getting on base now more often. A lot. I think you're going to see it a lot. This is just going to extend innings yep. and extend games. Also, Why? I mean, how many pass balls do we see every game to begin with? There's at least a handful, Oh, right? and don't get me started. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of like when they got rid of the intentional walk pitches. Like, how many of that was really bothering And people? I always kind of liked that. Wasn't there that one player that actually 
stayed in the batter's box and hit it yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, Miguel Cabrera, when he was still on right. the Marlins, hit a walk-off single that way. Yeah. Uh, Gary Sanchez, two years ago, almost hit a home run. That's the part of the game that, had is, to go back. that can still be exciting. So the fact that they yeah. think that's the reason the game is longer is a little idiotic. Yeah, like, I, like I'm going to go up to my friend who's not a baseball fan, and I'm going to say, hey, uh, you want to go watch a baseball game? I got an extra ticket. No, man, I don't watch baseball. No, 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 no you don't get it. You don't get it. You can run for first now on wild pitches. Whoa, I'm in. That's yeah. it. Yeah, totally. I'm a baseball fan now. Definitely. Everyone's going to come over. We're going to get all the people just for that rule. It's, it's going to save the game of baseball. It's, it's unreal. It's heading down a very weird path. Um, as I've said before, these are not the things that are killing baseball. Tanking is killing baseball. But, of course, nobody wants to look at that. No, and, and to the point you made, he's at this point – making changes just to make changes. It's like they're going to try this and they're going to try that to see which works and which doesn't. It's the identity of the game. Right. It's the identity of the game that is going to go lost. Right, and I, I, I like baseball being kind of an old-school feel meets, like, family-orientated sport. You know, it's, it's nice to have that, you know. My dad passed baseball down to me. His mom passed it to him, and it's going to, you know, that's – I don't really have that connection with basketball, and I know certain families do. Certain families like football more. My family is a baseball family. Yeah. So changing it, I, I'm, not, I'm not for all these changes yeah. at all. And like I said, there's good changes that can be made. There's changes that can, you know, enhance certain things. I, I'm not trying to be one of those guys, you know, old man yells at cloud. I'm not trying to be one of those dudes. I'm just, I'm just trying to say, like, what is the purpose? What are you doing? Are you changing the identity of the game? Okay. The four pitches. I mean, that requires a skill. That doesn't – it's not necessarily, you know, you have to be the most talented person in the world to pull off an intentional walk. But there is a skill between, you know, turning off the mentality of I have to get this guy out – turning on the mentality of, okay, I have to throw four pitches way, way far away. And then turning on, again, the mentality of, all right, those pitches are done. I now need to go after this guy. I can actually tell you, in, in high school and rec ball, I hated doing the intentional walk. I just It threw me off. Yeah. And I was not a speed pitcher. I was an accuracy pitcher. So I would hit my zones, but for some reason, I got really nervous when yeah. I had to throw out oh, a yeah. zone like that. Yeah, that happens. And yeah. I also was horrible at balking. I balked a lot. Really? <laughs> Y'all, my coach used to get so mad because I'd, I'd have my glove and I'd bite on my glove sometimes. Oh, okay. That's abnormal. Yeah. Call that a balk. <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically you're moving. Yeah, you should you come set. No, like I, I come like this. And then I bite my glove, and then I go back down and throw, and the ump would call it almost every time. It's so annoying. I'm like, no, let me bite my glove. That's what I do. That's yeah, I think that's like. I think that's rule 1.5, uh, section C. Biting of the glove will result in an automatic balk. Automatic balk. Did you not hear about that rule? I did not. I did not get the memo. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's what's bothering us. Anything else bothering you? Oh, everything bothers me. I'm just a naturally grumpy. Person. Anything about baseball bothering you? No, no. This is your therapy session. <laughs> We're good. Let's uh, let's jump right into the trade deadline as we talked about last time. We got a bunch of buyers and sellers. Um, I also think we have a bunch of teams that are undecided. Okay. So uh, we got Boston might be undecided. The Mets are always undecided with everything in life. So I'm gonna <laughs> correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in really quick. Yeah, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Boston. Um, that it seems like such a candidate 
for a team that will simply just try it again. Like, let's say they go nowhere. Let's say, yep. you know, I mean, deadline's coming fast. It's only a couple weeks away. But let's say they get to that deadline. They're still hovering around 500. I think you just do nothing. I think you just keep right. it the way it is. I think you just retool in the offseason and try again. I think this is a talented team. I just, think, talented, I just yeah. think they, they ignored their pitching way too much. Yeah. They ignored their pitching way too much. They, you know, let, they let their bullpen out to dry. I think if this is a team that wants to succeed, it can succeed by improving its pitching. Right. And that means stay where you're at everywhere else and just see what you can find in the offseason. Right. They, they lost Kimbrell and Kelly, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Their bullpen wasn't that great to begin with, but those are the two most significant pieces that you're now removing. So I think that definitely affected them. And we talked about that in the offseason, that it most likely would if they didn't improve it. But when you don't have the resources to do that, because you're not going to go over drastically over the luxury tax to, you know, sign a player like Kimbrell. Oh, yeah, definitely not. I think that Dabrowski made the right decision not doing that. And it stinks that they're as far back as they are this year, but... They can possibly make some pieces right. uh, for their bullpen. I think it's a smart decision to put a Baldy in the bullpen. Yeah, um, definitely. And you want to talk about Kashner? We'll talk about Kashner. <laughs> I was wrong. I thought he was going to have a good debut. He was dreadful. <laughs> Look, My man, fault. To He's your a- point of what you told me before we started this show, yeah, it's only one start. So, hell, maybe I'm wrong after all. He's going to be terrible. Yeah. He's, he, listen, I don't care what he's done so far this year. Kashner is what he is, okay? He had like a year or two years ago where he was kind of good and he was always that name floating around. Well, the Padres will ship him off this time. Padres will ship him off this time. And he's he's actual trash. He was terrible for the Orioles. Um, I'm not convinced that his strong start is sustained. Right. And I mean, was it even really that strong because his – ERA, which is what I usually look at, is hovering close to four. Yeah. So yeah, it's below. That's okay. But like you said, win losses really don't matter with a pitcher. We're not gonna. Really doesn't matter. ERA is a little weak. Um, I'll get into that maybe another time because that's its own episode. Um, but yeah, the stuff that I look at for a pitcher is what they can control. Right. You can control your strikeouts. You can control your walks. You can control, to a certain degree, the amount of home runs you give up. You can at least control the number of fly balls you give up. Okay, so maybe, maybe you can say, well, even home runs are kind of at the mercy of how many fly balls you give up. That's true. That is kind of a percentage numbers kind of thing. But, you know, these are the things you can control. Your strikeouts, your walks, your fly balls, your home runs to an extent. Um, it's just not, it's doing nothing for me. The guy's uh, numbers are just not, it's better than where he's been. It's better than where he's been for sure, but it's, it's not. Would, uh, would it have been smarter for the Red Sox to have gone after someone like Homer Bailey then? He's the yikes. same type. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the point. No, no, to be honest with you. He's, yeah. he's pretty bad too. He's pretty bad too. Because um, we, we have seen. I don't want to say the trade deadline is heating up now, but we have seen maybe three or four small moves over the past, you know, couple weeks. Um, Bailey, Kashner, and uh, Martin Maldonado, I think, got traded. Well, yeah, I don't know. There's really only one pitcher out there that I can think of that would be a trade deadline get, and 
even he really does nothing for me. Like, I don't want the Yankees to go after Madison Bumgarner. Right. He's the one name that's out there that you could think to yourself, all right, well, maybe he can have, like, a really, really good stretch, and maybe down towards the end of the season, he'll put, like, a second half, like, 3-3 ERA. Maybe he could do something like that. But I really hate banking on what a player has done in the past. Yeah. And I know everyone's oh, he's a legend in the playoffs. Right. That was a while ago. 2016, yeah. That was a while ago. So we Congratulations can't... on waking up from your coma. It's now 2019. If we're going to sell high on a prospect like Clint for a rental, no. it no, doesn't you don't make... ship off Clint for You don't do it. out of your mind. And, and, and people are saying, oh, well, what if you add Watson and Smith to that deal? It's, no. That's significantly see... not... Right. Great enough for it to, to make an you impact see the, for us. The Giants are in a really, really bad spot, right? Where they can't really get any leverage for Bumgarner because it's not like, you know, like you said, it's a rental. Yeah. So nobody's going to ship off top guys for it. And if you're, if you're a team that wants to send someone off and get top guys, well, you need to do a couple of things. First of all, eat a portion of the salary. And secondly, you need to have some top guys yourself to send out. Maybe you can send out some MLB-ready guys in return for some guys down lower in the minor leagues. The, the Giants don't have that. The Giants do not have anyone to ship off in their system that's really going to make any kind of an impact, at least definitely not for the Yankees. Right, and if you read the market, too, the market is pretty much just starting pitchers. Yeah. So, you know, it, that, that changes – their ability to get what they want because there's so many other options for a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Rockies or the Twins to go out and get that player. Yeah. Um, and the problem is if you look at 2016, the reason the Yankees were able to make those moves is because one, like I said, the market dictated oh, it. Yeah. But two, you knew how close the Cubs and Cleveland yeah. were. Oh, man, they needed don't that even get me piece. started. That was such a perfect storm. You had two teams that were so desperate. So desperate. And they exploited, we exploited them because of that. Well, that's what teams are going to do to us this year because they know, okay, we're that starting pitcher away from making a World Series most likely, and it's the only one that we want to get right now. Yeah. So a player like a Noah Syndergaard or even a Boyd, is, his price is going to skyrocket simply because he's the only one we can go after. Yeah, and, and you... As the Mets, you could actually justify Syndergaard coming with some kind of a haul because there's still years of control there. Yeah. He's younger, less mileage on his arm. I mean, if I was the Mets, I would do it right now. They should have done it last year probably because his value was crazy last year. Yeah. But if a team like Houston becomes desperate, they have a player like Kyle Tucker who can get them a big haul. True. He could this get them Noah. He could get them um, Castillo from the Reds, you know. Yeah. All right, so let's let's talk about some other buyers. Sure. So basically, every first place team is going to be a buyer. Yeah, yeah. So I, you got I, your Yankees, Yankees Dodgers, Dodgers, Rockies, Twins, Brewers, Tampa Bay. There you go. Um, Phillies. What do you think about the Phillies? I have Phillies as kind of a buyer slash undecided because yeah. that division's pretty weak. Maybe they take it over and they need to make that trade. Maybe they collapse maybe the nationals get better who knows yeah. what happens because yeah, the phillies maybe, pitching isn't that great either That's right exactly thing. their pitching might might be pretty mediocre i think they're going to go hard after one of those elite players like we talked about uh bumgarner stroman ray grinky noah castillo boyd i think granky is another one of those traps that's that's a that's a time i would stay away from granky his known anxiety issues 
have me pretty worried. And I don't want to call him Sonny Gray because he's more talented than him, obviously, but anxiety's a pretty terrible thing to deal with. Right, although I gotta be 100% honest with you. The dude pitched in LA. He pitched really well in LA. He, the guy can pitch in big cities. Don't don't buy this whole thing of he. LA is different than New York, dude. It's they don't still a really gigantic care, market. though. Yeah, I mean they I, have two football teams and no one knows. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're not wrong about about that. Yeah, it's not really a football town. <laughs> well, I mean it's it's a basketball town first and foremost. Yeah, yeah but, absolutely. But yeah, you're right about that. But they do like they do like baseball. But it, it's a weird city because. Anaheim's in Los Angeles, but I don't consider Anaheim Los Angeles. I consider the Anaheim. The, uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of yeah. California of the United States of Planet Earth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that <Jeez>. team. <laughs> that was exhausting. That joke never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when it gets old every single time. No, dude, I love it. Keep um, it. You want to tell it again real quick? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I'm not going to tell it again because you don't deserve to hear it a second okay. time. You all do. You don't. Um, KC. Uh, KC's a weird one because you don't really you would think they're such a bad team what could they possibly have to get rid of Whit Merrifield yep big name I know we've talked about him yep. before Hunter Renfro Hunter Renfro's a solid young player there's there's some solid players there man they I'm could, sorry Hunter Dozier Hunter oh, Renfro yeah, is on Padres I mix them up I mix them up all the time too yeah, yeah, you're right. Hunter Dozier is the one. Yeah, I do like Hunter Renfro too, though. He hits a lot of home runs. Yeah, but who did he get drafted by? He was like fifth round by the. Uh, um, oh no, that's the Clemson Hunter Renfro. Never mind. That's a completely different sport. Um, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Kansas City is interesting because they need so many pieces to become relevant again, and they are just struggling. It's just so wild. They were they were in back-to-back World Series. They won the World Series in 2015, and here they are. This, this, by the way, um, is what I talk about when I say, you know, teams should just make sure they have the right personnel because if you have bad personnel, you're doomed, but you could get lucky. And the Royals have some bad personnel. And you know what? They got lucky. They got lucky, and they had a manager who was very old school, very, you know not so much into the analytics. And that's what Kansas City really is. You want an example of a team that lags behind and a team that just refuses to get with the times and they want to play baseball the way baseball is supposed to be played? You see, this is where the side of me comes out where I'm not a traditionalist. Right. Because the whole strategy behind running the team, completely different. And there you go. Kansas City's getting left in the dust. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what are some other who are some other players that they have other than the two we just mentioned who they could get anything for? I really like. I'm thinking and thinking, and I'm not coming. What up about that it. Ventura kid? Oh man, wait, never mind. All right, let's. Uh, how about we talk about something else? You mean Mondesi? We... <laughs> <laughs> it went over your head. It's fine. Um, yeah, I didn't get that. It's fine. Um, so let's talk. Uh, why don't we shift gears? Why don't we talk MVP? MVP, got it. Um, what do you think? We had a little bit of a discussion. We had a little bit of a... Uh, the, the question I had asked you yep. before, um, before we started this was, hey, what do you think about, in general, MVP? Not necessarily uh, from a standpoint of who should get it this year, but who should get it? Give me a template for yeah, an MVP. For, for me, honestly, and... 
you're probably going to disagree with this one, but I need the team to make the playoffs, and I need that player to be part of the reason why they did. Okay, and why is that? Because you're the most valuable player in the league. If your team doesn't go anywhere, then what exactly did you really do? Not that much to me. So are you telling me that baseball is like a one-player sport? It it can be very individualized. Well, I – and this is where I'm going to completely disagree with what you just said. Um, It doesn't work that way, man. And, like, this is just how I feel about it. You're not the one player that's going to make the team better. We talked about this um, at some point. I don't remember when it was. Not on the air, but – why did the Yankees not go after Bryce Harper? Why did they not go after um, Machado? It's because they're already a playoff team. Right. And once you get to the playoffs, it's not like the one player is going right. to get you, you across. You need, you need the balanced players. You need a multitude of things that can carry you to that, like we talked about before with that one reliever or like yeah. maybe a pinch. We just got um, Terrence Gore Terrence or whatever Gore. from yeah. Kansas City. Right. Um, we're going to use him as a, as a pinch runner, pretty much. Yeah, he's, basically. He, I think he's had less than 100 at-bats in a six-year career, three-year career. That's wild. And he has 40-something stolen bases. Man. You know what? His you know numbers what are insane. Like, you need the to Yankees look at Yankees need to get him to a point where he has more stolen bases than at-bats. I would love that. Yeah. That would make me laugh so hard. Can, can you pinch hit a runner in the middle of the bat? Pinch hit a runner? Yeah, like put put him in to pinch hit when the bat has already started. You can't do that, right? No, no, no. If if uh, because I mean, I don't know. I think you can. I think you can. I don't know. You can only take him out if it's like an injury, though. Right, right. right. Injury. So okay. I, I think the at bat would go towards whoever. But like was as last. we were discussing last time, with that stupid rule where you might be able to steal first base. It's going to make players like Terrence Gore relevant. Yeah, let's not go there. I'd rather not talk about that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just, that's my point. Like, All right, so here's my point, right? So Miguel Cabrera years ago, he won the Triple Crown, so he won the MVP. I happen to think that Mike Trout got robbed that year. Um, so Miguel Cabrera, obviously, he's on a team that makes the playoffs. So you're going to tell me that if Miguel Cabrera puts up those same numbers but played for the Marlins and they didn't make the playoffs, he would suddenly not be a valuable player? Or would he still be valuable? He'd, he'd still be very valuable to okay. that team. You make a good point. So to me, it's, it's more of like a start and finish kind of thing. Like where does your team start without you? And then where does your team end up with you? Right, and it makes and that's part of the reason why they have World Series MVP and stuff because yeah. you're winning that. Right. So I understand the separation. I just, for some reason, I've always wanted my MVP to be a guy who is is playing in the playoffs and is doing great things. But as you've seen, A Rod wasn't even good in the playoffs until around oh nine. Yeah, when he went like on one time. a yeah. storm. Right, and you know he was the MVP. Yeah. Well. I don't know, man. Look, this is very much where the idea of wins above replacement comes in. War. Yeah. Uh, it is a measure of how many wins you add to your team. So if there's one stat I'm going to look at most when deciding MVP, it's that one. It's war. Um, obviously, it's not the end-all, be-all. Okay, so who are you giving AL MVP to this year, then? Mike Trout. 
Okay. It's Mike Trout. Yeah. He's been it's the Mike best Trout. player in all of baseball. That's what it is. That's where the difference is. You see, it, it all it all becomes like this whole vocabulary and semantics thing between fans who think different ways yeah. that guys like me think that it's most valuable. Well, how can you be more valuable than the best player? Meanwhile, your argument also exists. Well, how can you be valuable if you play for a team that didn't do anything? Right. Like, what is your value really? I love no, I that it's it. so vague. It I love vague. that vague wording. Yeah. This would be boring if it was just like best player. Oh, there'd award. be no discussion. Yeah. There'd it, be would, no it, discussion. Would, it would be Mike Trout every single year. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, guys like Trout, guys like Xander Bogarts is having a good year. One year. Bregman. I really like Bregman a lot. I don't know why. Okay, interesting. Like yeah, you don't, you don't like Bregman? No, he's he's cool. It's just random. I wasn't expecting you to just throw your love for Alex Bregman out there. Okay. <laughs> you know who I really want to win MVP? David Eckstein. I can't wait for that guy. To... Okay, I actually love David Eckstein too. So screw you. That's not funny. We talked about David Eckstein last time. You know I love him. That's true. We did talk about David Eckstein last time. I forgot about that. I, I always like random utility players <laughs> in every sport. My favorite basketball player? Who do you think it is? Just think for a second. Steve Kerr. No. Utility players in he's basketball. Play, he's player. playing right now, and he just signed with a new team. He signed with who? A new team. Oh. If I tell you who, you'll know who it is. Uh, Frank Kaminsky. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> right? Why? Exactly. Because I. Okay. So, just to clarify, if you told me the team, I wouldn't have gotten it. Okay. I still would have had no idea who Frank Kaminsky had signed with. Actually, who did he sign I, with? I don't know. I think, like. You don't even know? Sacramento, maybe. He's your favorite player, and you don't even know which team he signed with? You know what? We're going to cut this out. Screw you. <laughs> I think we should keep it in. Let's keep it in. Um, <laughs> I think Sacramento or the Bucks. You're done. This is over. Or maybe. Um, I thought Sacramento drafted him. No, Charlotte did. Charlotte drafted him. That I do know. Charlotte, Sacramento, same thing. They're not the same thing. Um, so just to hammer on what I said before, yeah, Mike Trout, it's not really close. Yeah. Um, just taking a look at war totals. Yeah. Not war turtles because those are Pokemon, but war totals. Um, 6.5. Xander Bogarts is in second with 4.6. He is lapping everyone. That's a pretty drastic difference. Yeah. So I think you I, I would the trout. I would think if it's that drastic a difference, let's let's look at some other numbers. 305 average, 455 on base percentage, and for the metal fans out there, he indeed has a 666 slugging percentage right now. Um, you had to throw that in there. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got 30 home runs. I will literally never go to a metal concert with you. I'm not going to mosh pits. Good, you're not invited. <laughs> Good, I don't want the invite. I'd throw it right back at you. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfectly fine by me. You, Let's talk. you told me you got injured in the mosh pit once. <laughs> I, I fell. I slipped and fell because some drunk idiot brought his drink out with him. Uh, and yes, when yeah, I, I didn't even and, know there were rules for mosh pits. I well, I mean, there kind of aren't, but there also aren't rules do, do they for post a lot it on of things. The website no, dummy. They don't post it on their website. But, like, there's just things you, don't, you do and you don't do. And you don't get the floor all wet. And here's why. Because then I step in it and fall, and someone else steps in it, skids forward, and hits me right in the head with their knee. Yeah. So, you know, it's not exactly a rule. Hey, don't drink, don't bring your drink out, but 
It does lead to people getting nailed in the face. I think I have a little bit of a, I don't know, you probably can't see it on the camera, but I do have a tiny, tiny little I scar. I can tell, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so uh, that's cool, man. That's a battle scar for me, if you ask me. What about NL? Well, I mean, it's Bellinger and Yelich for Bellinger, me. Yeah. Bellinger and Yelich. Um, it's it's got to be Bellinger. I mean, what he's doing this year is... It's pretty unreal. It's unbelievable. It's pretty unreal. I mean, Yel any other year, we would be going, oh my God, Yelich, easily, he's yeah. going to be MVP but again. But isn't Yelich actually technically having a slightly better season than he did last year? At least he was on pace for that a couple weeks ago, I thought, when I looked at you, the stats. You might be right. You might be right, because he is about five and a half war right now. Right. Um... Which would put him just under ten. I don't yeah. think but he, he is was still close getting to that. better. I yeah, no, no, he's he is still getting better. And, and we we actually had a debate on Twitter um, the other day because a lot of people feel that we got the wrong outfielder from the Marlins. But oh, well, yeah. How, how but, could we have gotten Yelich? No, I don't no, think yeah. that would have worked. I That's, think the deal uh, we got is the deal we got, and we have to move on. The only reason, that. the only reason Stanton happened is because he blocked the trade. Exactly. He, we he, we had no leverage to get a Yelich. We yeah. had the leverage had because the leverage Stanton the had the leverage, yeah. and he picked us because the other teams that he could have gone to yeah, the moment were not he, options. The moment he blocked trades, he really, really yeah. screwed the The Marlins. Dodgers weren't going to do it because they didn't have the money, nor could they yeah. figure out how to do what we did with the right. tax, uh, luxury tax. Right. And I think what was the other team was um, the Cubs, maybe? No, I think, I think it was... Um, I think it was the uh, the Giants were one option, which right. that was he, well. He rejected two deals. St. Louis was St. Louis, other. and I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was San Francisco. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. And if I'm wrong about that, then we'll just cut this part. Um, no, we're not cutting anything. You embarrassed me before. <laughs> we embarrassed you now. Kidding me? Sorry, kiddo. You embarrassed yourself. <laughs> I didn't embarrass you. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, you got to throw it out to guys like. Kettle Marte too. He's having a yeah, really, really good he's season. A solid year. I, he's probably not going to win the. But MVP when you're on a list with Bellinger and Yelich having ridiculous years, you're going to be lost on it. Yeah, I think that actually kind of reminds me of something. Um, <laughs> speaking of like one, two, and three, I'm never going to forget the year where the top three prospects in baseball were Bryce Harper number one, Mike Trout number two. Jesus Montero, number three. <laughs> I believe Jesus is the best player on that list. He he had the career, man. He, he had really good. He's the one. He's the one who's had the career. He got us Michael Pineda, and then we got to see two uh, pine tar incidences. And hey, you know that's entertainment. A near no hitter on opening day with Pineda. That was one wow, of the best games I've yeah. ever been to. How far did he get again? Six and a third, I believe. There's, yeah. That's, man, that would have been And awesome. he was throwing nasty stuff <laughs> that day. He was always one of those guys that was really annoying. Yeah, you know? really annoying. Because you're was, like, you keep hearing his stuff is great. Yeah, this it would, is great. It would be like, you know, five innings pitched, 12 strikeouts, seven earned runs. What? Yeah, exactly. What just happened? And out of those 12 strikeouts, those seven home runs were always two strike counts. Yep. He would always give always. up the home run on a two-strike count. Yep, that is true. He would always just groove the cement mixer. In there. How's he doing with the Twins this year? Uh, who cares? You, okay. Uh, he sucks. I mean, I care. That's why I asked the question. But, <laughs> okay. We got anything left? Um, you want to just talk about uh, possible players to be moved, or yeah, you think we're good on no, that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Well, like, like we talked about before, it's, it's pretty much going to be starters, but can you think of any bats that might be moved? 
we've already seen Edwin, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty much been the guys that I've mentioned already. Um, I, I don't know. You, you're going to have... You're going to have teams like Toronto, but they have nothing but young guys. I don't see who they would want to move. Uh, Brandon Drury, but I don't think so. He's he, he, Maybe, I mean, he's not that young, but he's not exactly a, like a seasoned veteran quite yet. I but believe they, he's 27. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I you're guess get, you're Drury. Getting up there. He might actually be a free agent after this year. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. I don't really know his contract at yeah. all. Yeah, um, you know, because when we got him, I know we had two or three years of control. This would be the second, so right. maybe he has one more, or maybe this is the last year of control. So he might him. he might have next year. He might have it. next year, and then. I mean, if you're the Blue Jays, maybe you move him now. That just adds value. You can get. Uh, more pieces. I feel bad for him because I honestly thought he had a lot of potential to be something. Yeah, but he got he got he got Wally pipped real bad. Yeah. He he lost his job to uh, to um, Enduhar, and they who just, might they lose just... his job to Geo. <laughs> well, I've always said from the beginning that he shouldn't be at third base. Enduhar, Enduhar shouldn't be at third base. No, they should. Well, what I used to say is, I mean, just move the guy to first. He has the power to profile as a first baseman. You really think that there is no chance he can improve his fielding? I mean, he's working tremendously hard, it's, and you've you've seen it with players. It's really bad. It's really bad. And why? If you can just if you can find a new home, if you can find a new home to put um, Andujar, wouldn't you like to have the strong defense? But you really uh, think Rochella? they're going to replace Voight with Andujar? No, that's what I'm. That's what I was getting at. Is that? No, nah, it's probably not going to happen I, I don't anymore think now gonna... that now that Greg Bird is finally dead, right. and uh, they they've replaced him with an actual I love good hitter. Bird. Yeah, well, you should stop doing that immediately because you're only breaking your own heart. It really it, it hurts, bro. He's one of my favorite players. I will say, and... I am looking forward to him hitting 450 in spring training next year. Um, Great yeah. for league MVP. Yeah, where else can you put Andujar? Is he your DH? Well, what about he's Stanton? not left field? I would not trust him in left field for some reason. I don't if it, I don't like his situation. Range. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like if you can't do third, how can you do left? But yeah. I don't know. Albert Pujols used to do that. He used to be a third baseman, that left is, fielder. That is true. I, I like Induhar, so I'm holding faith that maybe he can fix some of these issues. But oh, Listen, I love the kid. He's so good. He's, he's good. Such he's a great hitter. He's working and hard. he has the ability to harvest his power even more. Yeah. So he's a 30 home run guy now. He can be a 40, 45 home yeah. run guy. And those feature. extra base hits, like he hit so many doubles last so, year in uh, clutch situations, which we really needed. So like, who knows, man? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe at that point, who cares about your defense? They, they got to get rid of one of them, though. I don't think they're going to keep Enduhar and Geo going into the year. You can't also, really... Also, let's be serious. It's possible that Geo. I mean, he's been really good this no, year. I think he's gone. I think he's a super utility. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's a nice player to have, but if he loses his, if he doesn't keep the job and just sticks on as a utility kind of guy, yeah. that's a win. Yeah. Uh, as you know, this is not a Yankees podcast. Yeah. So, do we got anything else? Um, what else we want to talk about? Oakland if, is one of those weird teams too. They just made. They just got Homer Bailey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they are strange because they're not going anywhere. Was They're it not winning that division? Right. Was it two years ago when the Twins 
both bought and sold in the same year. Do you remember that? They I bought do remember. at the beginning and they sold for the second deadline. There's no longer a second deadline. Yeah, there's anymore. no second deadline anymore. So that's that's big to remember. But the twins did that. And yeah, it was really they, interesting. It got them some pieces and set them up for the year they're having now. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That was totally accidental. They did a not team, plan that's for That's why I brought up Oakland because they're a team <laughs> that could do that possibly. Yeah. I don't know, man. That kind of I, I feel like that would take some skill for them to do that, or, right? And or and or some luck. Manager. I think I think it was more luck for the Twins than it was. Maybe. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Oakland, yeah. uh, Oakland. It makes no sense that they're doing this badly. It's not that they're terrible, but they're they were really really good last year. So who knows? Maybe that's is, another uh, maybe that's another candidate for retool and try is again. Is Chris Davis still batting his uh, usual average? Unbelievable! I he love is. that so he much. Is, no, right? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. It's 246, though, I believe. 247. 247. 247. Okay, so I saw three weeks ago he was batting 247. No way. I don't know if he's doing it right now, but he was. If he's even batting 240, I'm going to cry. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to look right now. Let's see. He is batting 232. Folks, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Chris Davis, four years in a row, ended his season with a batting average of 247. That's unreal. Unreal. I'm a, I know statistics very well, and I did kind of like a very rough estimate of the percent likelihood of that, and it was like point zero 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 seven percent chance of a person hitting that number. And I'm rooting for him. He better do it. I want him to do it so bad. <laughs> it's like that's the only hope for Oakland. They have that, and the Mets have Pete Alonso. Like yeah. Those are their things. <laughs> Congrats on that home run derby. That means yeah. a lot. Yeah, well, bringing up the Mets, I think, is a good uh, moment to end things. I think we're good we, before we continue. This is uh, 27 down, down, the perfect podcast for the perfect game. Thanks, Thanks for guys. joining us, guys.